Roll in the Form of Passion, episode 64. Uh, this is uh, currently being recorded in a bit of a new setup, so please let us know how the quality sounds on this one. Uh, we're triangulating this between uh, Connecticut, uh, Northern California, and Richmond, uh, you know, kind of all being processed through Sam's system back home. I uh, just want to make sure that uh, it sounds good. Uh, you know, let us know if anything kind of weird come, comes across your end. We'll try our best to, uh, you know, keep it going uh, in a better direction. Uh, you know, at the beginning of these episodes, if this is your first time, uh, we shout out the people that are you know, monetarily supporting this podcast and keeping us, uh, you know, going forward and paying for all these new setups and everything. If you want to do that, uh, you can go over to www.patreon.com slash form of passion and subscribe for a minimum of $2 a month, but you can subscribe for however much you want. You're going to get an additional episode on the last Friday of each month uh, that's more discussion-based. We talk about records. We do brackets. Uh, you know, we'll we'll go over kind of like, you know, like show details, speculative, you know, things of... Uh, you know, perfect shows, perfect lineups for different genres, what have you. Um, you know, the, the list goes on there. Um, but uh, you get a bunch more content unlocked of all the previous Patreon episodes, as well as all the new ones going forward. Um, again, www.patreon.com slash form of passion. And we're going to give you a shout out, like I said, on these public episodes. I have a couple of them this week. Uh, I want to send a shout out to Chad Pinegree. Uh, he edited his pledge to four dollars and twenty cents, uh, and uh, <laughs> yes, very funny. Good job, Chad. Um, and uh, next up, we have uh, Mr. Tyler Martin. Uh, appreciate you guys joining us over there on Patreon. Join us over there; it's great. Um, you know, uh, this is the last episode of twenty twenty one. Uh, it's been an awesome year. Some of the best episodes we've ever had in the duration of the podcast have occurred this year. Uh, you know, so thank you guys all for continuing to listen. And, uh, you know, shout out to everybody that is, you know, living hardcore punk and metal uh, as the real deal in 2022. Um, today we have on somebody who I consider... Um, What's the, what's the what's the word I'm looking for here? This person really is is a jack of of many trades in the modern hardcore sphere, um, which I think is awesome. They they run a record label. They're in one thousand bands, give or take. Um, and somebody that it, it, it's not just a, from an observational standpoint. It's they're not just like a like someone that that's just like kind of just showing up. Um, you know, you can really tell that their love for the the game and all aspects are is is like in their soul, and they're having a good time with it. Um, and uh, you know, and I love that as someone that identifies with that. I think that's that's you know an, an awesome way to be and very fulfilling. Uh, but uh, you know, I I, I won't uh, you know digress. But so much more. We're gonna get right into it. We have on today Andrew Lumpy Wojcik. That's the, you got it. You got it. Yes. Right <laughs> uh, how are we doing, sir? Good. How are you? I appreciate all those kind words. I mean, it, it's, yo, it's, it's real shit to me because it's like, I've been seeing, you know, you around forever from your time in King nine to, you know, doing sanction out for justice. Uh, <laughs> you filling in for every band. Right. Um, I mean, that's the thing is, I mean, I, I, like the, these interviews where I get to jump in with somebody and 
like the laundry list of what they're doing is like beyond even my knowledge right uh is is fun because it's like i i get to like you know like learn a lot more um i know you're based out of out of connecticut now yeah but originally i i knew you as hailing from long island yeah born and born and raised long island what uh what area code um huntington 631 Oh, but of course, why did I even have to ask? Why it's did I, what, even, have to, why did I uh, even have to fucking ask? It's uh, it's right on the border of five one six, though. Oh, but, but it is six three one. So like, so like, growing up, I had friends on both sides. Okay, county but not, not, but not now. Now it's only <laughs> yeah. I fuck everybody from Nassau County. They can <laughs> oh, okay. So you born and raised there. Is your yeah. like? Is that where your family came from as well, or did they yeah. migrate there? My parents are actually from the same town. So the house I grew up in until I was like 13 was two blocks away from the street my parents grew up on. Crazy. They grew up they grew up probably like 10 houses down from each other. Okay. In Huntington. And then okay. when they got married, they bought a house two blocks over. It's like so towny. So really towny. keep it in the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like too close. That, yeah yeah it's cool it's just like a typical grid neighborhood yeah you know? for sure okay so you know you uh end up like you know like be continuing the the towny legacy right uh you know like having their their family home so close to where, where they both grew i love that they were on the same street yeah yeah um, but uh you know so they're there and you know, like what, uh, you know, kind of growing up, I, I mean, like, what, did you have extended family there as well? The reason I ask is just because it's like, if they were so close to home, I imagine they had other family, like probably around yeah. the way as well. Yeah. Well, my dad has a brother that lived about four blocks away okay. and, and he had his own family. And then my mom has five sisters that all lived in, you know, different parts of Long Island or Staten Island or Jersey or Connecticut. So all like tri-state area, just gotcha. within two hours, just in that same region. Was it like big family, like gatherings my, uh, part of your childhood on my mom's side? And it still is. Yes. yes because okay. I have maybe, I think like 17 cousins on that side. Fucking so, Christ. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, all right. So what are your kind of your memories in kind of like being in, in that like that household like you know like you know obviously this is a music-centric podcast but it's right. like but like you know even away from that like what, what what kind of stuff were you into you know like as a kid like what do you remember kind of from the neighborhood and, and how, how you were growing up i mean i was always like like music was a big part of my family so i was always like the rocker you know mm. I, I was the rocker with my friends yes. you know because when i you know when i was real young i was hanging out with people that listen to all different kinds of shit of course and i was always you know you know listening to like sabbath and shit from my dad so okay um so you know shit like that because he, he was a drummer so growing up i would just sit in the basement and watch him play drums and until like four o'clock in the morning i would just sit there watching him he'll play bad company led zeppelin sabbath. Oh, so he played drums yeah 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 okay. did he play in like bands or anything or? he did he did when he was younger but not since i was born okay he didn't play like anything crazy he just played like bars and shit like that sure you know sure. but uh yeah so that was like the biggest influence on me was definitely i mean music was just a gigantic influence in every way well what kind of stuff was like was like he and your mom putting you on to 
like Sabbath and Zeppelin. So the, the good shit. Yeah, yeah. Sabbath only up until volume four. That was like as a, okay, I'm not like a Dio hater or anything. Right, right, right. But right. to me, Sabbath stops there. I like Dio. I like Dio. Me like too. So I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It stops there for me. It, it's a different band at that point. It's so weird because I mean, like, there's still records with Ozzy. Well, there's like Sabbath Buddy Sabbath and mm-hmm. fucking technical ecstasy and shit. But for some reason, my oh, I like Sabbath Buddy Sabbath. Never mind. Yeah. Technical my, ecstasy. Though, I don't my dad, I think. I think South Boy Sabbath is six. I think Sabotage is five. I don't know. I might be getting that wrong. Wait, no, I like those two. I, I, I guess I'm thinking, I think I'm, th- I think I'm thinking six. Okay. No, sorry. Go ahead. For some reason, my dad was like, these are the only ones you should listen to. Oh, no. I'm, like, I'm like, that's fine. Four is the best. Volume four, four is, is the best. Four is the best. Yes, the I agree best. with you there. Sabbath Bloody Sabbath has hits on it, and actually, so does because Sabotage has a hole in the sky. I want to say, yeah. Um, so they're there. I, I just like I forgot that four wasn't the last Ozzy record. Right. I'm like a I'm I'm I was thinking that those other ones were before. I'm kind of I'm like an Ozzy purist when it comes to right, them. right, right, right. And I think that afterwards, it's a different band in my yeah, personal opinion. Technical Ecstasy has that weird like modern artwork where it's like the white. I think it's like a railing or something like that. It's, a, like an, it's an escalator. And there's like and an apple or something like that. It's there's, like really- there's, oh, so Ozzy said at one time, it was, it was two robots on the escalator. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he says they're having sex. <laughs> But they're just like shooting lasers at each other. Awesome. Yeah. See, I don't. I've. I'm gonna be real. I've never listened to that record just because I was like, yeah. I feel like it's kind of beyond. It's like, yeah, I could give a fuck about that shit. Honestly. Yeah. Like, I respect it, but I really don't care. Yeah. It could. I, I mean, honestly, brother, if you're gonna write six records, four to six records that are beast as hell, I mean, yeah, who that's else fucking need. does that anyway? Yeah. So, yeah, that's it. Um, okay, so you're putting you on Sabbath, Zeppelin. Like you know, like like the the heavier stuff of uh, of the the classic rock and uh, world, you know, everything um, in that, even like Boston, Aerosmith, ACDC, like literally, the only shit my dad told me to not listen to was New Wave. So I grew up hating New Wave, which I feel like is a very like, what year are you born? Ninety. Okay, so like right around the same time as me, yeah. having a strong opinion about new wave <laughs> as like a as an eight year old in nineteen ninety eight yeah, or something yeah, 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 is yeah. a really weird like. I don't, thing. I, I don't know. I Can't hate explain. Tears for Fears, which is it, like, it was know. just like I don't know. I wanted rock and roll. My dad was like, "The eighty shit sucks," but then you know, I ended up getting into like the thrash, the you know, the eighties thrash stuff. So how did you find that? Damn, I don't even know. There's like. I'd say like them, you know, showing me all like the like the sixties, seventies, eighties rock stuff, like the good eighties rock stuff. And then I don't even remember. I probably heard Enter Sandman, and then I really don't remember my first introduction onto into like older Metallica. But like Kill 'Em All was like my shit when I was a kid. How old were you when you were like listening to Kill 'Em All? Probably around. Eight and eight or nine. So you're so you're hearing some pretty good shit pretty pretty early. Yeah. Um. Like because like some of the some of the stuff I feel like like most people kind of discover more like around like middle schoolish time period. Right. Right. So if you're hearing like that that then you're you're laying like, like a pretty strong foundation early on. Had yeah. you like started playing? Have you started playing music at this point at all? Well, I mean, I got my first guitar for Christmas when I was in fourth grade. So that okay. would be right around that time 98 christmas probably so 
I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I would just make up chords and just play it and then just just do whatever. And then my dad would play drums and we'd like fuck around. And then I eventually like would look up tabs. I'm like, oh, here's how to play Iron Man and shit like that. And all these different most mostly Sabbath riffs, because that was like my favorite. And then uh I'd say when I was like 10 somehow i got really into tool and that's still my favorite band of all time so you get the guitar when you're eight and and you're kind of just playing like whatever chords sort of just like you're kind of like what are you making the chords up or yeah i'm just pretty much smashing my hand on the fretboard and and seeing whatever sounds happen (laughs) that's pretty much what i'm doing how do they sound it's well it sounded pretty awesome at the time (laughs) so yeah and then i started learning tabs and shit like that just like looking up tabs and figuring out songs did you talk yourself on your own um for like three or four years i did and then in seventh grade i took guitar lessons for probably like three months but that helped with like the way my hand was positioned on the fretboard and stuff and then like you know chords and like basic scales and shit like that very very like minor things that help me like get to the next level if that makes any sense no of course i so in the in the three years prior to that though i mean were you just like playing at home like by yourself just going off tabs and everything i got you yeah yeah just fucking around you know had you started playing like well number one what do you remember learning on your own and number two had you like started trying to like play with like friends or anything I well, I was learning a lot of Sabbath songs, a lot of Tool songs, and then I started jamming. I jammed with this kid. I remember that there was this very specific thing from my childhood. I don't remember when it was. I would guess I was in f- anywhere between fifth and seventh grade. Okay, there was this kid around the corner from my house that was probably. 17 and i was i don't know like 11 or so okay and uh i remember he had like a marshall full stack Mm. and he had it pointed outside of his window and he was on the second floor and he was just ripping slipknot riffs (laughs) he was like ripping like the surfacing lead like that and i was like yo and i was i stood outside like like his his house and i was like screaming and i was probably headbanging because i was like a 10 year old like little metalhead kid because you were cool so yeah, yeah i was like i was like yeah fuck yeah and, and then i remember that kid came over in retrospect it's like really funny and weird that he came over and he like jammed with me oh i forgot to mention this i was uh playing drums before i played guitar oh so, yeah but so when, yeah. Yeah, when did that I, happen? I, <laughs> I forgot okay so i started playing drums before i started playing guitar because because my dad was a drummer so i would watch i would watch him play drums and then i would just get on play basic shit and then eventually i was way better at drums i was playing like my dad would play a song on the on the stereo with like a big stereo i'd play like like puddle of mud songs or like nickelback songs like right like probably 2000 2001 something like that basic shit that dude came over i played drums he played guitar we jammed probably sounded like shit he was also like six years older than me it was probably it's probably really weird to think about but it was awesome <laughs> there's one thing that's really funny that i remember on his guitar case he had a he had a danzig sticker 
And I was like, yo, what? I was like, yo, what the fuck? It had the the Danzig logo and everything. It was like, it was crazy for me at the time. I was like, yo, what the fuck is that? He's like, it's death metal. It's fucking death. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, okay. Death metal. <laughs> okay. So so then I just thought it was death metal. And then yeah. uh I Let's mean go. I didn't figure that out until later in life, but yeah. <laughs> so this guy this guy had a he had a breadth of knowledge it seems yeah i dude i remember he gave me um it's a very regional thing but around the same time like sixth grade fifth fifth sixth grade i started getting really into like new metal as i mentioned you know slipknot before mm -hmm. Th this time that dude gave me a 40 below summer tape you probably have no idea what, I, what that band is i don't yeah it was it was a band from jersey that was just like i think a pretty big deal in jersey in the north in the northeast at least just a new metal band like okay rap metal well, new metal well new metal was like it's like you're talking about 2000 yeah like it it's super popping yeah like because yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean i remember being in like middle school 2000 2000 like 2001 you know yeah. and it's like uh i remember like a friend of mine um killian was like mad in a slipknot it it was like a little too intense for me at the time but i could get down with like lincoln park there was like there was like levels i feel like to new oh, metal yeah. at the time where sure. it's like maybe you're on like the mud vein slipknot tip you know which is like super extreme or, or right. perhaps perhaps you were limping with the biscuit and you're getting <laughs> yeah. you're a little bit Dude, more on the urban side i was fucking with all that shit i remember yeah. when i first heard lincoln park when i heard that song one step closer with that harmonic riff mm -hmm. i was like yo this is fucking insane i mean Hybrid i, feel, I, mean, I feel the same yeah. way hybrid theory hybrid theory blew my fucking mind for sure that was that was it's still great, but I, mean, that, I was going to say, have you, have you like, as a guy who's not a new metal person, that right. record is outstanding. Yeah. It's awesome. It is so good. Um, good. I revisited maybe within the past year and I was like, damn, this is just like hit, hit, hit. Oh yeah. Like, for sure. Yeah. Um, I think there's some kind of crazy number with that record where it's like sold like some like ridiculous amount of like you know like it, it, I, might, it might be yeah. like a diamond record or something yeah, like that yeah. i believe it because i feel like at that time like bands like slipknot corn limp biscuit like slipknot and corn were very like scary and kind of eerie yeah. and like lincoln park had that and then they had the really catchy vocals like clean vocals and then the rappy shit mm -hmm. so they kind of had everything and they were like visually appealing yeah, so checking a lot feel, of boxes. Yeah, that's why I feel like they really took off. Yeah. Like a Slipknot, you know, this is the scariest fucking thing to a regular yeah. person. You know what I mean? Oh, so, dog. Yeah, dude, yeah, the dudes in the jumpsuits and the masks, like yeah. huffing like dead birds on stage that's, and shit. That's why it's <laughs> fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you're so you're rocking with that now. How how would you found? Because I remember like 2000 Slipknot is not on the radio to my knowledge. I don't I don't really know how I found them. Um, I, I was somebody that was really like downloading a lot of music, but I don't think at that time yet, I don't think I had a computer yet. Oh uh, shit. I, I think we got a computer maybe right around then, but, uh, I was downloading a lot of shit. I, I, for, I was heavily into Slipknot and shit, but I really don't remember how I found it. Somebody must've showed me. Okay. Like, well, I mean, that used to be the way. 
Yeah, you know, yeah. It's yeah. like you, yeah. If somebody shows, it's like yeah, it's like which is interesting because it's like you. I feel like if you're like around like our age, and it still might, it, it might happen now for a different reason. But I feel like if you're around our age, like I, there was bands that were blind spots for me simply oh, yeah. because nobody was like, check this out. Yep. And now I feel like with a younger person when they're kind of like doing all the research on their own, they may not know what's like quote unquote like canon. Right. So it's like they might miss shit as well for a completely different reason. Yeah. Um, but uh, okay, so you're, you're getting into this stuff. You are playing drums and guitar. Are you like, I like want to be in a band? Like, is yeah. that kind of like in your head? Yeah. So like middle school, so some somewhere I'd say seventh grade, eighth grade. My brother, who's three years older than me, wanted to start playing music. So okay. I. My dad like showed him some stuff. I showed my brother some beats and then we started jamming. I went to guitar. My brother went to drums, very basic shit. Okay. And then, and then he had two friends and then we us, us four would jam. And our, and our band name was, uh, B R a J It was Brian, Ryan, Andrew, John. We called it Braj. Braj. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course. I, th- I think that but was my first bet. We had a, we had a, I played guitar. And we had a song called the bathroom song. Oh, and song. It, it was, just, <laughs> and I remember it was just a, a picked out G and a, a picked out G chord, and a picked out C chord. Yeah. And I was just making up lyrics about pissing on the floor in the bathroom. Oh, that so was, you were, you were the singer as well. Yeah. The, there was a dude, John, who also sang, but he was okay. like the standalone singer. Gotcha. And I had the guitar and set, but we didn't play any shows. It was just like, we're in the basement. And I'm in middle school. They're, they're like in the middle of high school, like they're a little bit older, but we're all just starting to play music. So it's kind of just like everybody's at square one. Let's act like fucking idiots. That's pretty much what it was. Okay. So did, uh, yeah. you didn't play anything live. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm like, I mean, how long was Braj around for? Uh, it was. <laughs> so this band had a, had a, had a bunch of different uh, versions of it. So Braj was probably seventh to eighth grade and then eighth grade it turned into uh one plus six equals 47 was the name because my brother's friends were obsessed with the number 47 for some reason uh yeah i don't really know it's like some shit that they were into when they were really young wait one plus six equals no, no, one, one plus 46 equals 47. Okay, okay. Yeah, All yeah. right. I was, I was going to be like, yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. their band name is one plus six yeah. equals 47. That's a whole other level of... It sounds like a ska band or something like number 12 looks like you. Sure. That's what the band name sounds like. But okay. we were playing the same music. And then we changed the name to Ignatus, which is like some, cool. some Latin word. And then we just became like new metal. Okay. Okay. It's so pretty much just new metal. Were you, you were you in high school at this point by the time you got us? This was probably this was like the summer going into high school. I would say okay. somewhere so around there. Throughout middle school, you play with this ensemble, and it yeah. kind of changes up the the energy. Yeah, it's just it's just us fucking around, and then sure. like, oh, let's choose the name of this. Let's do this. Like, just never getting out of the basement. Just jamming. had had you been to any kind of like live show at this point? Yeah, I mean the first concert first rock concert i went to was black sabbath original lineup reunion in 1999 with godsmack 
brother that rocks so <laughs> that, that was okay so like when i saw like godsmack well there was there was an opener i don't remember who it was i had a feeling it was a band like kitty i remember like an all-girl band but i don't think it was kitty like okay. honestly and then godsmack came on i didn't know them yet it was straight up the loudest shit i've ever heard in my whole life yeah it was awesome i had to grab i grabbed headphones that was fucking rocking out and then sabbath is obviously amazing but then like Hell yeah from then up until the time frame we're talking about like ninth grade i saw like jethro tall oh hell yeah dude i saw like yes cool and maybe like one other thing but all like you know big concerts at like the yeah. amphitheater on long island and shit like that no doubt so all right so so you you've experienced like stuff in like a live setting and like a larger live setting yeah when you kind of are getting into like this so like kind of your high school time period uh do, like does ignatus still stay like kind of like basement style or, or are you kind of getting to the point where it's like you guys are able to like find something to play or or is that not with this group of people <clears throat> we uh there was this venue long island called the downtown which had like the bigger shows it was probably i'd say a 400 to 500 cap room okay and and they used to do open mic nights and yeah. uh we would go and sign up and play like two songs and just do that shit. And I remember in ninth grade, we were playing one. And for some reason, you know that band Amir? Yes. They like headlined the open oh. mic night. I don't really know how it works. Weird. But I remember we were at open mic night and we played and there was the last band that said Amir on the list. And I was like, what the fuck? And they played. And this is like they had like a demo. And it was the craziest shit ever. Oh, dude, I'm sure afraid it would, you hearing them, them for you. Yeah. 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 It, it was insane. Yeah. And, and, um, yeah, I don't know that I don't really count that as like a show really. It's kind of just like, I don't know. It was like I, a weird, it's like an open mic night. So it's like, are they from up there? They're from like Queens and Connecticut. They're from like, Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, I, yeah. I, if, if you, I, I would have thought they were from like Florida or something. Yeah. They, they, you know eventually played a lot in the area but i'm um, sure yeah, yeah um but uh okay so you know you see amir and there's this open mic night crazy um and you know i mean like i mean but you guys are getting together and like playing in front of people and stuff like yep. were these like well attended or was it kind of like i dude i really don't even really remember like i would say maybe like up to 100 people in this like sure. big venue but, but it's all like their families and then we're just going up there i got long hair i'm just like headbanging playing like gotcha. you know what i mean like <laughs> it's all like just we didn't know what we were doing this is cool let's play yeah. this and oh we also changed the singer by when ignatus happened the singer okay. at that time the singer of ignatus was like 19 oh. and i was and i was 14. okay so we're just like rocking out at this venue doing Chill. our thing yeah Okay, so how I mean, like, how long does like Ignatus rock that, for? that band that band is like pretty much like half of ninth grade and okay. right around the same time that band's like somewhere in ninth grade, I start another band called Crestfallen Whisper, which was pretty mm -hmm. much <laughs> it was terrible. Oh that sounds, shit, that my, sounds sensual. My, my chair just broke. <laughs> oh shit, you good. <laughs> I, I, so, yeah. So pretty right. much the singer of this band was completely obsessed with Green Day. Okay. And 
I was getting into shit like Kill Switch Engage and shit okay. like that because I that was like the next logical move for me from new metal. Yeah, and, like, that, and that stuff's popping pretty hard right at that yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, well. yeah. It was definitely popping. So that band was just both of those ideas combined. It was fucking terrible. I'm about to be like, but, how did that sound? It was just like pop punk, like sh- like Green Day pop punk. Like the dude that sang like tried to look like Billy Joe Armstrong. Okay. And it was it was kind of Did he like play an instrument too or is he just saying Yeah, he played guitar. He's a piece of shit. Um (laughs) (laughs) But uh yeah, so we were doing that and that's the band that I played like my first like show that's like not an open mic night with. I see. If that makes any sense. Okay, got it. All right. So what where was the first show at for Chris Fall and Whisper? it, It was at like like a, a fall no it was a it was a a, a battle of the, i guess dude it's a battle of the bands it's pretty much the same fucking oh thing. yeah oh same yeah same shit but it was in like this this pavilion in this park in this town that we grew up in and it was like oh third place gets a 50 dollars gift card to guitar center and second place gets a hundred dollar you know that shit we got third let's place. fucking go yeah but i remember one of my friends was moshing on the grass and ripped his shorts and had to leave and that's the only memory i have of that whole fucking shit <laughs> so you guys won yeah what you guys won no, yeah no no we got third place oh okay all right yeah, let's go that's fine yeah that's fine okay you play you placed you know yeah yeah we placed we placed um so how i mean how long was was this group around like you know I, how that, many gigs that, y'all play that was like just ninth grade we'd play like like church shows in in like my town which was like a big thing like local bands from like the area from like different high schools would all mm. come and play like this church and that church they were just that used ready. to be a big thing in general yeah. i feel like yeah for sure i feel like kids like younger kids always had ties to like certain churches like their families like went there so they had the ability to like rent the hall mm-hmm. and probably for free i'm assuming because these kids don't really have money to work with when you're like 14. yeah you know what I mean? So we would just do shit like that. But then uh, that band broke up because it was fucking terrible. And pretty much, I don't even know. And then the next band I did, dude, there were so many like little shitty bands like this. The next band I did, I, I joined in 10th grade, which was like my first band that started to play like actual shows. Okay. Like, like you know, me- local metalcore, hardcore shows. What What was the What was the show, or what was it, the band? It was called Figure Without Form. We played like. It's a really good metalcore band name. Yeah, it's it's after a Misery Signals lyric. Actually, oh, there you go. It was All probably right. it was like a year after that song came out that they. Okay. That. So I mean, at the time, it's you know, it's not weird to do that, but you know, if you name us, you know, if you do that now. Oh, yeah. something came out like last year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, weird. yeah. It's weird. Yeah. But, you know, we were playing like local shows and shit. And um, by this point, yeah, I'm already I'm like going to shows like what like what stylistically was figure without form going for? Like it, it was like riffy metalcore with like okay. a band, say a band like through the eyes of the dead. Kind okay. Of, if anybody knows what I'm talking about. I mean, I, I'm sure we have listeners that do. Um, yeah. Just like, like yeah. Okay, because because I because I feel like in that time period you could have gone you can you could go kind of a couple directions with because yeah. what year is this? 
2005. Okay. So around that time period, it's like in, in my kind of layman knowledge of that stuff, you could go kind of like, like the super technical route yeah. or you could, it could be like, like on some, like us, like all broken wings, you know, which is or like kind of like that level where it's just a, a little more like bash you over the head. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm kind of curious, like what you were, what you were rocking with. We, I mean, I loved all that shit. Everybody in the band loved all that shit. Okay. But when we played, we played like, it's, I guess it's like kind of melodic death metal core. Mm -hmm. I don't really know what you would call it, but it was fun. Sure. So yeah, sure. we played shit around the area. And, and how would you, so you, you say you start going to local shows or just going yeah. to shows like around there in general, how did, how did you access these? Like, you know, it's like, you still can't drive and everything like what, like, yeah. what, how are you like kind of like finding these shows and, and getting to these places? I had a friend in ninth grade, uh, my friend, Chris, who uh, told me about a show that was coming up. It was Atreyu, Funeral for a Friend, Roses Are Red, and uh, this band Antarabe that was from Long Island. Mm -hmm. um, his mom drove us to that show. It was fucking awesome. This band Antarabe opened. They were just like a chaotic metalcore band from Long Island. Sure. They were on Triple Crown Records. And then, oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then... After that, you know, you know, a, m a month later, we went to see It Dies Today. A month later, we went to see God Forbid and Caliban. And then just like shit like that all through ninth grade into 10th grade. Okay. You know, seeing bands like Unearth. Oh, yeah. Uh, like Nora and fucking all that shit. I saw, I remember, <laughs> remember I saw E-Town Concrete when I was in 10th grade. Yeah. And they had a breakdance competition in the middle of their set. And I was like, yo. That's the craziest shit I've ever seen. How did you feel? How did you feel about E Town by comparison to the other stuff that See, you were I to? loved I loved Punch the Walls and Mandibles. Those tracks. Okay, sure. I wasn't into like the more hardcore rappy shit. Okay. I loved the melodic songs, and they didn't play any of that shit when I saw them. So I was kind of bummed. And I still haven't watched them play since. <laughs> for really? some reason. For some I, reason. Like I don't I've, been, I've ever seen them either. I've been, I was at like at this hardcore they played, but I had to leave early and like, it just never lined up. And it's been like fucking 16 years since I, that's crazy. Cause that seems like a band that you would be like really into. I, I do really love them, but uh, not as much as other people. I think they're a little bit overrated. Okay. Okay. If, that, if that's a hot take. I, I mean, yo, it, it, <laughs> I, I think depending on who you're talking to, it might be a hot take. Yeah. I like, I think they're kind of like, I think they're fun for the novelty. And I think like they have like, like what, uh, I actually love the song battle lines, right? Specifically yeah, for like the melodic, like bridge part, you know, yep. yes, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but not all their songs sound like that. Yeah. So very diverse I, band. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So you, you know, you see them. Yeah. You're, you're getting around, you're seeing like a lot of like, you know, like these gigs, uh, or, you know, whatever, like locally, um, what, uh, you know, away from kind of like playing music and, and making these bands and stuff like that, kind of like, what's your life like at school? It's fine. I mean, you know, all of high school, I was the kid that was in resource room and I was foreign language exempt. So I did all of my homework when in school, or I just didn't do my homework. I pretty much just did enough just to pass. Okay. That was, that was me pretty much. Fuck school. Like, so. yeah. I mean, like <laughs> yeah. I didn't necessarily hate school. I yeah. mean, I didn't enjoy it, but it was like something to do. 
And I like, mean, yeah, it's, I, like, <laughs> it's definitely something to do. <laughs> but like, do for I, sure. I did not go above and beyond for high school okay. at all. all. Right. So, yeah, it was absolutely fine. Okay. That, that was school. So life was just about rocking away from school. Yeah, definitely. Definitely going to shows and just downloading music and everything like that. Okay, killer. All right, so so you're like, I mean, it sounds like you're like you're like deep into the kind of like the metalcore umbrella of the time period around like tenth grade or so. Very deep. Yeah. 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 Um. So I mean, you know, but I, and I know that you eventually like like get into into hardcore. Right. When did that kind of like cross your radar? I, I mean, I guess away from that E Town set. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even view E-Town as hardcore. I mean, I might have called it hardcore. I might have been calling all of this hardcore. I don't even fucking remember. Sure. You know what I mean? It's just like that like term that just gets Blanket term out. for yeah, stuff yeah, with for like sure. breakdowns. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So like around the time I saw E-Town, there was also this band of Love for Enemies from Long Island, which oh, was, yeah. they're more hardcore. They're like metalcore, but it's not as riffy. It's like, I don't know. But yeah. I mean, I, I, I would see them, and then somehow I heard bands like Seventh Star and Shattered Realm. Okay, sure. I, yeah, I heard shit like that, and especially bands like Shattered Realm, that sounded like the same as what I was listening to, because it had like Slayer riffs, essentially, yeah. with breakdowns. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You know, when you're 15, it sounds like the same thing. Oh, definitely. You know what I mean? So I heard shit like that. And I was like, oh, this is fucking awesome. I don't remember exactly. I probably just downloaded it and just, I don't know. So were they still, they were still playing. Yeah. It was probably around when the Joe Hardcore record came. Oh, okay. Probably gotcha. around, around that era, I'm guessing. Yep. So, right. yeah. I mean, just finding, I was always trying to find more. With every with every subgenre I was going into, for sure, I can see that with you too, because you, yeah. you seem to be kind of like a like like uh, for lack of a better term, like a like a like a completist. Yes, um, with things where it's like you you find the thread on something and you're following that thread until like it, it's inevitable end. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know during during this era, you uh like you like you know what are you using? Soulseek, LimeWire, like I was I was using LimeWire a lot. Soulseek. Okay. Soulseek for some reason was a little bit too confusing for me. Okay, I don't know. I don't know why. I guess because you had to kind of like, like find other usernames and stuff and, yeah, and yeah. all that. Yeah, I, I get it. I mean, my friends used it, but like, definitely LimeWire from like probably middle school up until middle of high school, mm-hmm. and then the big one for me, like around when I was like seventeen, was GetFile on AIM. Oh, oh, you know, what's funny. I don't remember that at all, but I know a lot of people like that, that have been on this podcast that have said, oh, honestly, like, like people sending me stuff over aim was like huge. Yeah. I mean, there was a few people like probably junior, senior year for me where it's like, I would click their profile. I think you had to right click their screen name. And then it, you had to hit get file and then it just brought up all of their music. Crazy. So I would just download it's pretty much somebody else's iPod. Oh, this band name is sick. Oh, this band name is sick. Oh, this sounds sick. Download all of that. I remember I was looking through my friends once 
and I clicked some death metal band. And then it was just porn. Like he was hiding nice. his porn. He was hiding nice. his porn in this random <laughs> death metal band. I was like, it's so funny. Like, like oh, you're, but, slick, uh, you're slick brother. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just using get file is definitely a big one for me. What do you remember getting from there? I remember bands. Uh, I dude, honestly, specific shit. I don't really remember, yeah. but probably like the beginning of me getting into more like nineties, hardcore type shit. Okay. But I don't really know specific shit, but I had this friend who was like a few years older than me named Plunkett from Long Island who had the most extensive get file. He had every single genre, every single subgenre all broken down. Oh yes. All with, uh, he was just a nerd with it. Loving so the had, organization. Yeah. He just had everything, just everything in there. So, I, I would just download everything. I mean, you know, and if I liked it, I fucking liked it. So that that's what it came down to. Sure. Well, that was the, so, I mean, like for, I mean, I'm sure this kind of like might sound a little alien to some people now, but like that was kind of what you did then where it was like, you just would download something and cross your fingers. If it was something you didn't know and cross your fingers that you fucked with it, you know, yep. it has to wait for it to download. And then when it was done downloading, you're like, all right, I'm going to test it out. And, you know, and some, like, sometimes you're like, this sucks and yep. you just get rid of it or whatever. Other times, you, you know, you, you keep it. And it was like, you would get like incomplete records and, yeah, you know, and stuff like. And that's was, the, what you thought the record was for a long time. Oh, oh I thought this record was only four songs. I didn't know it was a 10 song record. Ten, yeah, you know, did. it's funny. I remember there was a time period where for whatever reason, the, I didn't have this, uh, I had like a proper version but like around 07, 08, uh, there was a version or no, I guess so. Yeah. 07, 08. There was a version of Stakehold out like for download that was like a, a hair or two too fast for whatever reason. And I knew multiple people that like <laughs> thought that was like the real version. And then I would show, I'll be like, yo, why does your shit sound like this? And they're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, this is, this isn't the, how the record sounds. And they're like, yeah, it would be legit like that. And I would show them the real record and they'd be like, yo, what the fuck? And I'm like, yeah, dude, whatever version you have is too fast. So it was just like weird shit like out there like that. Oh yeah, for sure. But uh, okay, so what around you know tenth grade, eleventh grade? Like you talk about being seventeen. What band are you in? All right, so that time, uh, my band Figure That Form is still playing, just okay. right, doing new music, just you know playing. I start this band. I joined this band called Cease to Exist with uh, a few of my friends. That was a little bit more hardcore, but still metalcore, but still like just le a little bit more leaning towards hardcore. Like sure. we listened. I remember the other guitarist in the band would always wear a betrayed shirt. Oh yes. And, but I the band sounded, the time. Yes. band sounded nothing like that. Right. But I just remember seeing the name betrayed on his shirt. Mm. And I remember the song understand. Oh, and, that, song. and I remember yeah. at that time I listened to that and I was like, Oh, this is kind of weird, but this is cool. But I'm like, sure that I sounded pretty alien to you. Honestly. Yeah. But I didn't hate it. I yeah. just remember understand. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, <laughs> I, I, I heard that and it was just like, okay, this is like something else. Right. Like, I didn't mm -hmm. hate it. And then playing in that band, 
10th grade yeah, 11, yeah oh just just playing in those two bands pretty much and then um around the same time i think it was december 2006 i had long hair this whole time just like long, i can't imagine honestly yeah, just just long metal hair for most of my high school career okay around this same time uh this this kid who was a couple years older than me you know, he, he like earlier in high school, he kept trying to show me bands like Cro-Mags and shit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it's cool. But I'd rather just listen to Hit Dice today. It's just like, it just didn't connect with me. Maybe because sure. like the recording was not as good. Yeah, it probably wasn't like what you were used to at all. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But he brought me to a show. It was, um, it was Down to Nothing, Half Heart, Heart of the Fight, Brace War, uh, Agent, Mongoloids. Whoa! Uh, very, very. What is this? Two thousand eight? No, no. It was. It was December two thousand six. Okay, that's. I mean, yeah, that's. It might have been December two thousand seven. I'm pretty sure it was oh six. Yeah. Yeah, it was oh six. Okay. Okay. And then uh, I, I went to that show, and I was like, "Oh, this is dope!" I really got into Down to Nothing, but it wasn't like. It's like I really got into it. But it wasn't like, oh, I'm like buying merch at the show and this is just, I just flipped to that. It mm-hmm. wasn't like that. Like I was still listening to like metalcore and like more beatdown stuff and that. You know, DTN, obviously, is somebody who's like an acolyte of their entire school being, right. you know, right. like yeah, from Richmond course. and stuff. Like yeah. uh, there is some, albeit they are not like a, a metalcore band by any means there is something about their music that like, I feel like could translate well to a fan of that though. And I don't really know exactly what it is. I don't, Um, I don't really know why I liked it. If you want me to be honest. Yeah. It's like, I don't know what grabbed me. Maybe like it, I I really can't explain it because half heart played the same show. And I was like, "Half Heart is fine. DTN's way better." Well, okay. I'm gonna so I'm gonna bring up something because it's funny you bring this up because when I was younger, uh, I, I kind of had the same the same feeling about because right. those bands are very comparable. Yeah. Um, you know, similar kind of like ethos, but with a, kind of like a different approach. They played and, all the time together. Exactly. Played all the time together, recorded in the same places. Yeah. And, you know, had like both a extremely energetic live show. Um, But for me, like um, DTN felt so much more aggressive. Right. And I think for me personally, I was like, oh, I gravitate towards this way more than because i think even when i've talked about this on, on forum before but like someone described half work to me they were like oh they're like if dtn was nice and right. i was like i don't want to listen to that like and i yeah. and i like would sample it and I, I became a big half heart fan later in life like a weird yeah, yeah. time later but um but i can see having if if you were like a, like a fan of like metalcore du jour of the time right all that stuff is aggressive yep and so seeing DTN, it, it, it's, there's a lot more of like a punch to the face aspect to their sound than, than Half Heart. Yeah. Um, Half so, Heart so probably just it. sounded like an emo band to me. Yeah. You know probably did. Like, yeah. You know? And DTN, like around this time, uh, I claimed Edge when I was like just turned like 16. 
Okay, so right around this time. Yeah, it's right around the same time. And that was like definitely, obviously Half Heart was straight edge too. Sure. But DTN, I feel like had more of a straight edge, like in your face thing that, I don't know. Especially then they did, I feel like. Yeah. And Half Heart, it was kind of more like, it's there for sure. Yeah. Um, but but again, DTM was th- they're an aggressive ensemble in general. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah. feel like there was just a more like you said, more in your face type right. situation. Yeah. Um yeah. yeah, have you ever heard DTN's like like demo era stuff? Dude, I uh I think Richie showed me this over the pandemic one time we were chilling. It was like it sounded almost like a beat town band. Yeah. Yeah, dude, it, it is. It, it's like <laughs> it is not what you would think that band would have started out as. I gotta hear all. it again. Was it this like? Was it pretty much the same lineup from like the early shit? Or it- um, David uh, Specter on drums, uh, Groder, I don't think was in it yet. Yeah. Um, Alan and this dude Ryan. Um, so it was like two thousand, two thousand one. Probably yeah, right. Yeah, they had, they had like three demos, right. two or three, um, and one has like David on the front. He's got like a puka shell necklace, like singing it like some show, or whatever. Yeah, Looking it dope. awesome. Oh, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> it has like a, I got like an X logo right. of theirs, and then another one. I think Vlad uploaded on YouTube somehow, yeah. like out there. But the cover looks like like hella metal core of like late like late 90s style but i can't remember uh i can't remember what like the name of it is but it's just so funny because it's like they became like a pretty like objectively straightforward band for sure but their their beginnings were like not like that like like sonically at least so you can so you see them and you're like you didn't flip over immediately but you're like oh this is tight yeah 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 so like that opened you know my eyes to that whole side so i was like oh this is cool and then shortly after that you know, bands like Backtrack start. Oh, true. Uh, yeah. Long Island. So like when, when I heard that demo, I liked it. Not a lot of my friends at the time liked it. Only probably me and a couple people. Yeah. Cause it's but, pretty traditional. So it's like, if your ears oh, yeah. aren't like primed for that, it, it, you know, for sure. And I was not into, you know, any like eighties hardcore really mm-hmm. at that time. Yeah. Like, this is probably before I really got into a lot of nineties hardcore that didn't happen until like senior year. So, you know, I'd say 2007, I, you know, the backtrack demo came out and I liked that. And I was still just like, you know, playing metalcore slash beatdown shows going to beatdown slash hardcore shows. I kind of wrote off metalcore. It's like really weird. Like, I didn't go to any metalcore shows anymore because it got really whack and like early, like late 2006 kind of, it just mm-hmm. kind of like got weird. So I was just going to like beat down and hardcore shows. See, I, I feel like that, that kind of happened everywhere in a yeah. weird way. I, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's just like a weird time for me to think about. Cause it's like, I don't really know what happened. I just like was going to like, more hardcore shows i was just having uh, i was getting more friends that go to shows uh, and you know when i was like 17 me and my friends were just acting like complete assholes at shows and you know just getting kicked out of shows and yeah just, doing cool shit just, just, just going cool to, you know going <laughs> to be you know going to shit you know i don't know seeing 
all kinds of bands like that and shit. And then, um, yeah, I mean, and then I, you know, 2000, 2008, like senior year, that's when I really got into like fucking Marauder and Biohazard and Fury of uh, Five. And how, that, did you, how did you find those? Like, how were those introduced? Dude, to you? that was like senior year. Me and like Gian would hang out like all the fucking time. Okay. Because we, 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 we lived 10 minutes from each other. We, he had a car. I didn't have a car. So he would pick me up. We would just go around, egg people, fucking break. Hell yeah. Break shit. Just like pick up garbage <laughs> from some people's houses. Just throw it in a fucking car window, like right next Very to it. Gian mode. Yeah. Just pull all nighters, break shit together, like yeah. nonstop. I, he's so, going to be on here soon. Maybe even the next episode. So I hope to hear <laughs> yeah. his, his perspective. Oh uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully he remembers all this shit. He, he yeah. will. He will. But, uh, just do shit like that and i remember we were both dude i remember we both heard fury five um do or die mosh part with just the mm. pinch harmonics mm-hmm. and i was like yo this is a fucking mosh part with pinch harmonics that's the sickest shit i've ever heard <laughs> so like hearing like them and biohazard and marauder like i saw marauder play long island that summer after i graduated senior year with with um i think swear to god and backtrack okay at at finn's pub and i was like this is this is the best i feel like 18 for a lot of people is like that's when you find the shit that you absolutely love i don't know i talked to a lot of my friends about this it's like you like shit before you like shit after but 18 is like when you really like round yourself out i don't know dive into that for me what did you so it was it was that sound that like kind of yeah. like roadrunner sound from like the that, early no, I, i'd say i'd say the 90s like early 90s rather the 90s new york hardcore sound okay in general like i'd say the mid 90s new york hardcore sound was like really fury so, is like right over there but you know what i mean jersey but, sure but, but like marauder biohazard life of agony yes all, all that shit even like you know a mad ball and shit but like mm-hmm yep Just okay that, that hard sub-zero i guess yeah dude i fucking love sub-zero oh but like i mean yeah the, i'm standing like when metal really came in and gave a hard edge to hardcore yeah that's okay. like you know like that shit and then plus i also got really into killing time which is you know you know what's bright side 89 yes. and that's like one of the best that's you know top five new york hardcore record for me so Amazing like yeah of course you know that sounded like you know Madball because you know Madball just ripped that off obviously you know yeah. but so shit like that so then that's what i was like okay yeah this is just what i jock and i'm just wearing marauder windbreakers like nonstop. and so. and so and what what year is this you said like i guess 2008, 2008. yeah 2008. you know it's funny I feel like not in uh, maybe in eight. I feel like more in like 2009 and 2010 is when you start seeing like everybody rocking Marauder gear. Right. I mean, dude, it was, it was big on Long Island. I, yeah, which I imagine like, you know, regional bias. Yeah. I mean like backtrack starts popping and, you know, they start jocking bands like outbursts Mm -hmm. and shit like that. And we all get into outbursts. And, and, you know, get into like breakdown and shit like that. You know, yep. I was always, I love the breakdown demo, but I'm a, I'm a Dijon breakdown guy. Dude, pl- same I'm plus, plus minus and blacklisted 
Smoke the demo, in my Blacklisted opinion. smokes the demo. I, Dude, I, I don't care what anybody says. Blacklist is their best record. I black okay. I go back and forth with Blacklisted M plus minus. It's like kind of weird, but that is kind of weird. But okay. <laughs> but I even like Battle Hymns has tracks and it's slept on. I think yeah, they don't have like a, like a terrible record necessarily. Like, but it's like yeah, I don't know. But like, and it's I not to say that the demo is not great. It's no, great. It's it's some of the best hardcore out there. Yeah, but Blacklisted sure. is is a perfected version of that sound. But but Mike Dijon is a god. Like at the same yeah. time, you know, I I got into Crown of Thorns, and that's mm -hmm. like you know top of the top of the top for me. Right. So you know, and then you know, bands like All Out War, mm. I was getting really into, and like All oh, Out yeah. War is like the top for me. So. You know that, that you know that, when I think of you, I think of All Out War. Yeah, All Out War, all these bands. You know, that's just yeah. It's the it's the same shit. I still absolutely love like that. Exactly. That, that's why. Like, like yeah. that's why when I think of All Out War, I'm like, oh yeah, Lumpy, or right, vice right. versa, rather. Right. Um. So you. So you're. Yeah. So you're getting into like the 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 like melodic edged hardcore of New York, of the '90s New York. You sure. Know, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. like world. Um. Right. Uh, uh, and, and, and I'm in agreement. Some of the best music crafted, you know, out yeah. there. Um, so you know, you, you're you're doing that. And are you still playing in the bands that like you like that you were in? So um, or no? So um, right after my senior year, I think it was like fall after my senior year, 2008 fall. That band Figure That Form I was playing in mm -hmm. played our last show. It was that. Um, that terror on broken wings tour. Okay. And, sure. and, and the on broken wings set on long Island was on broken I've, wings. I've always heard stories. Had, yeah, you, yeah. You've heard stories. I think Dave Wood always talks about that show. He, I've heard stories of yeah, this. Yeah. Of this yeah that show, set. my old band's last show was that we opened that show. I see. So okay. that do the on broken wings set. <laughs> Absolute fucking bananas. It involves like people in the kitchen. Is, is yeah, I, yeah. okay? I, there was this one dude. I'm pretty sure it was Jimmy K. Do you remember Jimmy K. from Long Island? God, he that was, name is so familiar. He, he lived at the compound. Oh, you probably know him. Yeah, I probably do. I, yeah. I, I remember that name really well. I'm pretty sure he jumped into the kitchen and got covered in marinara sauce. And he gets up, and everybody thinks he's covered in blood. Yeah. Everybody starts freaking out, but it was just marinara sauce. Yeah. But I didn't know him at the time. So I, I heard this like a year or two later. So I was like, sure. Oh, that's funny. But uh, yeah, that show, that was our last show. And then um, that winter, I start playing guitar for this beatdown band on Long Island called Brooksite, which okay. is just like, you know, swear to God meets this meet you know just like a like a 2000s drop c beatdown band got it that makes any sense okay so so you, you you're doing that doing brooksite figure uh without form is done uh cease to exist uh, yeah that that ended like 2006 we played only a few okay. shows that was got like it. a small maybe played probably five or six shows or something got it okay okay and, and you're done with high school at this point correct yeah, I graduated 2008. So, so what do you, yeah. you know, away from playing music, kind of like what's the, what's, what's on the docket for go, you? Going to shows. Hell yeah. Go, going to shows in Long Island, traveling to shows. I, I would travel to like Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Erie, Pennsylvania. 
I'll go upstate for a lot of shows, go to Connecticut for a lot of shows. And this makes sense for your tastes. Like, I, like, I mean, I'm imagining in this time period, like, what are you seeing? Like hundred demons. And I didn't uh, see hundred demons yet, but I was seeing bands like when that band, like enemy mind first came oh, out. But if you're going to Pittsburgh, I'm like, enemy yeah, yeah. mind, tennis swords, maybe. Yeah. Tennis swords was like 2010. Okay, so Henry, yeah, Henry Myers before, but like my band Brookside would even play with those bands out there. We play with like, okay. you know, all that shit. We play with like that band X represent X and yep. like Unit Seven Three One. I saw, mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, that band Rhinoceros from Buffalo. Oh yeah, Buffalo. So, like all like, the Riverside, good man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would go out there and like see bands like that mostly. I wasn't honestly like. If I was traveling for a show, I was going like eight hours. It was really weird. That's I wasn't wild. going. I didn't really go to Philly shows. I didn't go to a Philly show until like this is hardcore, like 2011 or something like that. Which is interesting because it's like there's like a lot of like scenes like near you. I know. Like, you know, and it you was, were just it, like, nah. Like I, I don't I don't really know. Uh, I for some <laughs> reason I liked going to like beat down shows in western Pennsylvania. That's okay. just like that's Got just it. like what I did. The man it. likes what he likes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. So so you're doing that. You're playing with Brooksite, just going to gigs, traveling around. Um you know, like how how long is Brooksite around? Uh and and do you I mean like you know, do you start anything else up in this time period? So I started playing in Brooksite. I think it was like January 2009. Mm -hmm. playing that just playing a bunch of shows and then june 2009 is when king nine officially started right which is like way before we ever played a show like mm -hmm. so i remember it was after a show me and gian were hanging out with some people in a parking garage and we were like yo let's start a band where you have to be 250 pounds or or uh or higher to be in the band so we were like <laughs> I don't know. We didn't have the band name yet. So we just had the concept and then we just started yeah. jamming, started jamming. And by this point we were already obsessed with like Queens, New York, hardcore bands. Like everybody gets hurt and terror Ave and everything like that. And so, I mean, that's the thing too, is that like the, I feel like, and it could, I could be, cause I was a layman from Richmond, but like, I had no idea what those bands were yeah. until King. Nine. I feel like King nine introduced that, like the, the IDS type band sound, right to the rest right. of the rest of the world. Right. Right. Know? I mean, that was like shit. Like I or remember going, world rather. Yeah. I remember like going on MySpace and like my friend's profile had like IDS headhunters, like on his MySpace, And I was like, yo, this is the craziest shit ever. Oh, it's just it's yeah. impeccable. Like yeah. when, when, when somebody talks to me, they're like, uh, like, you know, about like beat down or whatever. I'm right. not like a beat down guy. Right. Necessarily. I, I make exceptions, but I always tell them I'm like the type of stuff I like is that queen sound, right. like the the terror av the the everybody gets hurt, um, red eye devil, you know, like yeah, like, yeah, because yeah. dude, like like everybody gets hurt was kind of just ripping like Mike Dijon breakdown, but making yes. it harder, but making like, it harder, yeah, yeah, like Dark Seeds of Man sounds like blacklisted, but harder, like. A lot of people don't That's really a good put way those, to describe it. A lot of yeah. people don't really put those together, but if you listen to Dark Seeds again, it's just like a chunkier guitar tone God, with a lot of right. Mike Dijon type riffs. Fucking crazy! I never, th I literally never thought about it that way, and yeah, you are correct. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah. Oh damn! I, I need. I'm gonna re-listen to it after this with that kind of lens on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. Oh, so, so you guys, you know, kind of like you, you're into that sound. You start doing 
you know, like, like, like that together, uh, you know, don't even have a name yet. Kind of, yeah. What What is the beginnings of King Nine like? Like, so, you know, how did it come come you know to full circle there? So, uh, when it started out, I was playing drums because oh. I, uh, oh, I mean, like a few months before, I was playing drums in this band called Wolverine. I was in for like three months. Played like sick name, six six shows or so. So then I was like, oh, I want to play drums again in a band because I just did that like right previously. So I was like, oh, right, let's do this band. I'll play drums. We're playing all this kind of shit, going through different lineup change, different lineup change, different lineup change, writing songs, writing five songs, scrapping them, writing five songs, scrapping them. And then we eventually get Rudder on drums. Mm. I, and then me and Gian went on guitar. You know, Gian went to vocals at one point, all this oh, different really? shit, all this different shit until. So that was June 2009. And then February 2011, Rudder was like, yo, my friend Dan wants to sing. And we're like, all right, bring him down. So he comes down to practice. Me and me, Dan and Rudder jam a terror song. I think we played because this is when Dan was touring with Terror. That's right. Uh, okay. He was yeah. like their merch guy. Mm -hmm. So I think we jammed um out of my face. We just yeah. played that and Dan sang it. I was like, all right, he's in. Like I knew Mind Piece. Obviously. Yeah. But I was I didn't hang out with Dan. Rudder, Rudder did. So he came down, we jammed, we're like, all right, this is dope. So then, like, it started to feel like a band. And then, you know, obviously Dan had a lot of these friends and shit. And then, like, all these other bands started, like, taking notice to us. I was like, oh, wow, this is crazy. Like, Trapped Under Ice just posted about my band that we started, like, two and a half years ago. <laughs> shit like oh, that. Oh, shit, it was that long ahead. Damn. But, dude, it was straight up two years after we started the band. We were just Holy doing all these, all these different lineup changes and shit. King Nine is a, is a beast that moves a bit slow, I will say. Yeah, dude, because we, <laughs> we we wrote maybe 25 songs and scrapped them before we did the demo. Because I remember that's right. Is that a legitimate number? Yeah, uh, around there. I'd say. Around, oh, my God. I, I'd, say, I'd say I'd say around 20. I'd say 20 songs. Because because like the demo is three songs. Yeah, the demo is four. And was that, it four or three? that was November 2011 or October 2011. Yeah, okay, it's, that would make sense because I remember the first time I heard it, um, right. and and it, it, it was fall of 2011. Yeah, yeah. Um, so th that comes out, and yeah, I remember that popped off immediately. Yeah, you know, yeah. like like the whole whole scene, like you know, like all over is is vibing on that. That was um, absolutely like putting out that demo and people from all over the place taking notice. And like by this point, I was 21, and I was like, yeah. All these people all over the world are talking about my band. I was like, that's kind of crazy for me. Oh, yeah. You know what I, I mean? mean, like, I didn't know anybody outside of Long Island and some people in Western Pennsylvania, obviously. <laughs> but, like, I was just Which like, is, I love that. Oh. Dude, I fuck with that about you really hard. <laughs> that was just like, yeah, these two spots, that's it. But like, it was just like, all right, like, I'm down. Like, let's go. You know what I mean? What was the first K9 show? First show was actually uh, the second day of the Backtrack Darker Half record release. So the first show Damn, was the first show. Wow. Okay. The, the first show was on Long Island. It was like the Ethical Humanist Society show, like DTN Foundation. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I remember that one. The second show was in Brooklyn at the Morgan. I think it was Bain, Naysayer, Us, Backtrack, and maybe like one or two other bands. I don't really remember. Okay, but it was awesome. Of course, so, of course. Yeah, yeah. So, 
you know, you're you're doing that. Is Brookside still a band as well? Or are you just kind of, it's like with all the attention of K-9, are you just kind of focusing on that? That was still a band, but I quit that band around like spring 2011. Like we kind of got our King-9 lineup and then I just focused on that and quit the other band. Got it. Like got they it. kept going, but like I was just focusing on King-9. Right. So that right. was, King-9 was my only band for like this time period okay so you know you're 21 you're doing this king nine like are, are, i'm trying to remember because it's it's like I'm, I'm obviously like around like that corridor during this time period uh was king nine playing out a lot or was it kind of like select i can't really remember we play like so we did like the first show then like that winter we played like some long island shit and then we went down and we played richmond actually what show was it do you it, remember it was at uh alley cats with terror born annoying and friend or foe i'm pretty sure that was the lineup maybe not friend or foe oh hmm but i remember outside that show i remember pulling up to that show i didn't know anybody in richmond it was my first time in richmond yeah. we walking up to the show and i remember she see an asian mat and oh he was yeah wearing, he was wearing a dead and dreaming windbreaker i was like yo mm -hmm where the fuck did you get that what's up man and then i was talking to him and then we played and it was i'm pretty sure there was a fight at the end of our set that sounds accurate i'm pretty sure like, there was something like that yeah i'm I, I mean like okay this is 2011 yeah i think it was no no it was march 2012 because our first show was december 2011 okay okay, okay that makes sense okay there's yeah. no way i was not there there's no way i wasn't there um and it'd be honestly show it kingdom 2012 y'all play there's a fight i mean like it's like that could have just been right that could have been any show from the time period, I, dude, I, I remember playing and there being a fight and i was like yo there's a fight during my band this is crazy there we go like shit yeah. like that like i don't know like like a like i'm opening for terror mm -hmm. i'm playing a show like seven hours away and there's a yep. fight and people yep. like fuck with these songs i was like this is this is like a crazy experience. It's fucking awesome. I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. So so uh, you play that, and then um, like you know, so you, you like okay, so you played Virgin pretty early on. What was kind of the like you know because because I don't remember you guys like doing like like touring, but more just yeah. kind of like gigs and like and like like weekends and stuff here and there. Yeah, we did a lot of like. Oh, we'll drive eight hours and play this one show. We'll do, we did like, I remember we did that one Virginia beach show. That might've been like a year later with down to nothing at a skate park. And it was crazy. Oh, Mikos. Yes. That was it. Yeah. yeah. Mikos. This was oh, around oh. that time period. Or was it skate high? I think it was Mikos. That sounds familiar. I don't know though. I remember it being fucking oh. huge. Hold on. Yeah. Let, let, I'm, I'm, we're going to narrow this down. Is there yeah. like a turnstile video somewhere online from the same place? And it's like, it's like the stage and there's people in front of the stage. And then like, I think we played on the floor. I think it was on the floor. Whoa. I remember we were late. We, we showed up late. There was people waiting outside and we had to run in play. And then DTN played, and then we bounced. We were probably in Virginia Beach for two hours. Damn, I don't. I'm not sure. I, it's like I remember this time period, whatever. But I, I, damn, I just don't remember what what this was. Hmm, okay, there was uh, a lot of places there that kind of had like skate park. They were either right. a skate park or it was like a room that was kind of skate park vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We okay. were playing like we were playing like Baltimore a lot of sure. this time, like Charm City. 
yeah oh I, I would see you all at charm city yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i'll come up like, for that this is like 2012 2013 i remember 2013 we did our first tour which was only four shows but it was angel dust us and turnstile okay and it was okay. it was like toronto montreal anchors up and then like and then wilkes bar i'm pretty sure just like that, that that kind of makes the the anchors up montreal like kind of like connect was for sure a thing yeah um, that, that was the first tour i ever did i was like 23 mm -hmm. four four shows i don't care it's a fucking tour <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah so it's uh, me man <laughs> yeah 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 um but you know playing all these shows and people fucking with it was like kind of surreal for me so oh um, dude i'm sure you're playing another country you're playing another country i mean, people I mean are rocking with your shit yeah it was crazy i mean you know 2012 is when we started recording scared to death okay we started recording that it was fall 2012. i remember we i remember rudder did the drum tracks and then we came back up and we played that united forces tour on long island oh yeah was, i remember that was that like tour. who was that it was okay. like naysayer it was naysayer tui fire nice out crowd yeah and born, born low. low and i want to say it was back i guess backtrack i think so and then we, i think it was six six yeah, minutes yeah one of them might have not i don't think out crowd played long island show they, they may have done like select dates maybe born low did yeah, 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 yeah i yeah. think that that might have been it yeah yeah and then I, we played like first or second on that show in long island and that show might have been the first like really crazy king nine show in long island like holy shit yeah like uh, i remember this is when me and dan like i was like a really big giants fan at the time and dan mm -hmm. is a big jets fan we would always wear opposing jerseys <laughs> and just talk shit that. and just talk shit to each other but I remember yeah. we were like at that show we were, I, I have really weird memories of shit like this I remember at that show um we were both wearing those jerseys and the set was straight up insane i remember there was a video of it and it got kicked out of somebody's hand and then now there's no video of it like Damn. they were taping it for like a minute and it got like kicked out and the whole rest of the set is nowhere but bummer i mean a lot of sets at that time were popping off for us so i was just like you know this is awesome i'm down <laughs> yeah nice. so yeah you know and it, and it takes all some time to get when does scared to death come out uh so we started recording it uh fall 2012 it came out uh november 2013. so about it was like a year process okay and your demo had come out in 2011. i guess yeah. it's not that bad i don't know why at the time it felt like i think what it maybe was is y'all were doing it was so popping for King Nine on a demo, on a demo that people right. were like, "Dude, give me the fucking, we need the fucking LP, man." <laughs> on a demo that sounded like complete shit, <laughs> <laughs> and people were like, "Because people yeah, yeah, loved yeah. it." I mean, I, I mean, you know, I was having a great time in King Nine, and I and like I remember, it's like people wanted that LP so bad, right? Um, and I remember Anton did it with Mass Movement. Yep, yep uh so that comes out and, and it's like what was there like a a big change f you know kind of like for you like for you when that came out or, or was it kind of like just a more heightened version of the same i mean th so that record release show is maybe the craziest show i've ever played in my whole life 
Cranthorns, Yaw, Wrong Side. Yeah. DTN. I think DTN dropped. Yeah. And we I think I then I think Cranthorns replaced them, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that sounds about accurate. D- I think Criminal Inst- card. High card criminal instinct, and I think pressure dropped from Long Island. Yep. I'm pretty sure that was the lineup. Yep. I, 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 yeah, wasn't, yeah. I wasn't even there, but I remember yeah. seeing the flyer so much that it's pretty ingrained. Yeah, in I that. remember there was a flyer with DTN, and then they had to drop when we put Crown of Thorns. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that show was insane. Remember we did that. You know, We also, you know, obviously played United Blood ah, those, yeah. those couple of years before. I remember the, the 2013 United Blood set was fucking insane. Oh! So I always talk about this to people. Um, there is always a... There's for the United Blood. There's always a set that is like not like a headliner set, but it's like a tone setting type right. set for the year where a band has like a breakout. Like this set, basically, if whatever, it's like a weird like positive curse where it's like this set goes crazy, and then that band is like the next thing. And I remember that specific set <laughs> being being the King Nine set. Right. I I remember it, it and, and there's videos online. It is pandemonium. The 2014 was sick too, but 2013 just had a different feel. Yeah, it was I, like we still only had the demo out, but you're playing like, the intro. We, I think we were playing the scared to death intro. Yeah, you we wait. Were. No, no, you were playing the unrecorded intro. The the paradise intro. The yeah the dan, 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 dan. I, we might have been playing that. I think no, we no, no, the, no, no, like the uh, the one that's on Art of War. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were playing so, the intro. We had a million intros. I, we might yeah. have been playing all the intros. But dog, you had the you, y'all had the intro, we, dude. I think, but I mean, yeah, because the intro was still not recorded by that point. Yeah, because y'all were doing like I remember hearing like the t- t- somebody explained it to me. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. somebody yeah. explained it to me as as being like, well, Bulldoze had an intro that they never recorded. <laughs> right, right, right. And w- y'all wanted to do the same thing. Right. And and I mean, eventually the song does get recorded, right. but like, uh, but at the time it wasn't recorded. You know, yeah, so it was yeah. like in order to hear this just like ass beating fucking instrumental, you had to be there. Yeah, that song. Yeah, that song yes. turned into like a party song. Like, oh yeah, up, that song yeah. gets played and people just jumping around. Like, had the ba- has the bounce, you know. Yeah, like, it's crazy the, the movement, like you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So those, yeah. So we played those United Bloods thirteen and fourteen, mm-hmm. and then we fourteen played, was maybe the best UB. Oh, that was Hate Breed Hundred Demons. Oh, yes, sir, dude. Mm-hmm. I remember, <laughs> I remember it was Hundred Demons set, yep. and I fucked up my hands. So bad. <laughs> and I remember it was Hundred Demons backtrack and then Hatebreed yeah. as the last three bands. Mm-hmm. And having backtrack in the middle right there, I was like, thank God. Like I'm friends <laughs> with them and I want to see them. But I'm gonna go sit in the van for go 30 chill minutes. For like, a minute. <laughs> yeah, because then yeah. Hatebreed came out and opened with Severed. And oh like, yes, sir. Dude. That that Hundred Demons set I, I I talk about people that, that was a that was a set where uh there was a, a, a it, you had to be in a certain weight class. Dude, to it be was, it was like it was like i remember you being out there uh i was in it for sure i was like average size out there too i feel like i feel like, that, like dude this is when i was at my skinniest weight too i was like yeah. i was like 225 pounds at that point yeah oh so you're, so you're a stealth I, assassin I, that was the skinniest point i've ever <laughs> been 2014 yeah. so yeah ever dude it was 
that was uh yeah, yeah you had to you had to be you had to be coming in with the uh, the heavyweight you know heavyweight weight class up in that one for sure yeah. um but uh yeah so you guys play those <clears throat> and you know it's like everybody loves a record smashes um you know like like those couple years do you, i mean do you guys like make it like out to like california do you guys go to europe at all um okay so 2014 summer uh, King Nan goes to California, but I couldn't do it. They had to get a fill in. Mm. I think, I think Taylor Young played guitar. I don't that really remember. Sense. Yeah, I'm pr- somebody, somebody out there. No, actually, Leo played guitar. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Le- okay. Leo. Yeah, yeah, that would make. Yeah, okay, all right. Yeah, he played guitar. So that was I don't know. I think July 2014, and then August 2014, we went to Europe, and that was my first time in europe 10 shows awesome perfect dude t- yeah. the 10 show europe run rocks because you yeah, get yeah. you're there you hit you hit the good spots you head home i mean yeah. that was just like a, a crazy experience like oh, of I course mean, i'm in europe playing music and it I, was I, like I, yeah people want remember, to see me on another continent it's crazy i remember our first show was at Eperfest in belgium right but amazing wow i remember i remember we had a connecting flight i remember we flew into belgium but then we had to fly to germany because mm-hmm. the Belgium flight was just our connecting flight and we couldn't get sure. out of the airport. So we flew into Belgium and then flew into Germany. And then we had to drive like five hours to Belgium. We get out of the van. As soon as we get out of the van, suffocation's about to start of the main stage. Fuck. And I'm like, suffocation's playing right now. And we got to play right there. I'm like, this is fucking crazy. So I go up, I watch suffocation for like five minutes. I go yeah. to set up my gear. We play. It's insane. And I'm just like in culture shock like this whole time. Man, I can't believe this is happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. Where else did y'all play? Do you remember? So we did like that. We you know we did like, you know, the handful of German shows as you do. As you do. And then uh, you know, Budapest. We did mm-hmm. Austria. Cool. Um we did one UK show in Birmingham, which was sick. Cool. And then you know, I think that's pretty much it. We were touring with that band Last Days from. Um, oh uh, yeah, from yeah, Polish band. Yo, um, they have a song I really like. Uh, there's awesome. a mu- there's a music video online for whatever that it, it looked legit. I'm like, yo, it sounds sick. Um, yeah, yeah. Fuck, I have to remember what what, what that song is called. Those, I actually, my, those are my Polish brothers. Yeah, like as soon as we went as soon as we went over there and they figured out I was Polish, they were just like, "Oh, they were like, oh, you're one of yes." They they put a Polish hat on my head and they were just hugging me and calling me like, I forgot I forgot what my name in Polish was, but it was awesome. That's you, dude. That yeah, you were you were part of the the tribe. It was so cool. Um, so you know, you guys come back, you're still just killing it, you know, like every show, um. You know, but but I mean, like it's like I I, I can't remember when the the last King Nine record came out, but it, you know, there's and and I, and, I, and I know eventually there's there's a point where you're like not in the band anymore, right? But like I feel like that time period is like a like between that's 2013 that Scared of Death comes out. I like, what did what what did the uh, Paradise was I want to say the last or Death Battle? That, that was 2018. Yes, yeah, it's a five year interim. Yeah. you know, yeah, whatever. so. So pretty much we did Europe. That was August, 2014. We did a few other shows. I remember, I think it was September, 2014. We played, uh, we, oh, we used to play Albany a lot too. Okay. That was another, 
So we, we played with Stigmata there, I think, twice. Okay, so cool. I remember we went up, we played a show there, and that's when we like signed to like close casket. And then um we went up and then for some reason like I like didn't want to I was like in a weird mode where like I didn't really want to do the band anymore. It was like a weird combination of like the girl I was dating at the time and then like me convincing myself I don't want to play music. It was like a weird thing. What year is this? This was November 2014. Okay. So then like I played my like, you know, quote unquote last show November 2014. I hate calling it a last show because it's like it makes it sound like a thing. And I don't want to make it a thing. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's weird. I but understand. I played the last show, November, 2014. We were like cold world at the Acheron. It was like crazy. Um, and then like straight up, like I was like, all right, I'm going to like, I'm going to like not play in a band. So like for like a few months, I just didn't play music for two months. And then, you know, you know, I just started jamming with people again. I was just like, I'm back in it. So then like, that winter I started jamming with my friend Nick on Long Island, just making like harder shit, you know, kind of metalcore, like a little bit of everything. Um, oh yeah. I mean, if you go back, back, uh, I keep me- messing up my timeline, but spring 2014, I started playing for this band called annulment on Long Island, which was like nineties, hardcore kind of like, it was like strain mixed with like, dead guy it was kind of just like a 90s hardcore strain is sick so yeah cool. it, it was kind of shit like that so i started playing with that i did that band for like four months and then i quit okay but it felt cool to play something like kind of different and more metalcore ish well that's I mean. your roots you know yeah yeah so. yeah but like i love like my main shit is like new york hardcore right and mm-hmm. then it was just like i went and did this for a little while so then so then you know six months later i quit king nine and then I start like jamming again. Then I remember it was my 25th birthday. It was March 2015. My friend came over and he showed me this demo he was doing with his band. And it was like the first sanction recordings. And they had like a different singer. And I was like, yo, this is like dope because like this like kind of brings me back to like what I used to play when I was a yeah. kid. So I was like, all right, kick that kid out of the band. Uh, you're going to sing. I'm going to play second guitar. My friend's going to play bass because the kids that were showing me this band, like I was 25. Yeah. Uh, two of the kids were 17. One kid was 20. Oh shit. Okay. So it was just like, I was like, you know, wait, I'm still obviously the same. I'm still seven years older than, but at that time it was like different because they they were in senior year. I was like, yeah, you're like an adult ass man. Yeah. 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 I was like, all right, let's, I pretty much changed their lineup. And then we just did that. So we started sanction like around like it was like spring 2015. Okay. And then I had uh, no idea it was that early. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I mean that band, you know, just played, you know, a show in Long Island here or there. Like every like three months we'd play a show in Long Island. Got it's, it. That, okay. That, that, that. So like, and then that upcoming winter, like 15, 16 winter, I started I started filling in for my friend's band Detriment. And he wanted oh, to. Oh, okay. James's band. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, James's band. So they needed a touring guitarist. And I was like, oh, these are my friends. Yeah, I'll fucking tour. Let's go. Like, I literally had, like, nothing to do. I was like, they had, like, long tours, too. Yeah, they, they would do, like, two weeks at a time. Yeah. Which is, like, enough. 
<laughs> you sure. know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. So they would do shit like that. So I would go with them. I'd play and just fuck around. You know what I mean? So we'd go play music, do that. You know, I'd start meeting people like all over the place, you know, uh, and then there was one time like Sanction got shirts and I was, I literally just brought Sanction shirts on tour and started hustling them out to people all over the place. Just doing shit. It's a good like game, that. dude. Uh, dude, I was just doing that. Cause like we, we dropped like a, a demo EP, like the beginning of 2016. And then I was just hustling those things out. So um, just tour with detriment, you know, 2016. And then that's like right around when like, our friends band Jukai started like playing out a lot. Oh yeah. So we would yeah. like road dog with them a lot. Mm -hmm. I'd go on tours with them. Um, just pretty much like a lot of like full-time touring as much as I could. Cause you know, growing up, like I was in like a long term relationship from when I was like 19 to 25. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of weird. It's like, <laughs> I don't, I, I really, I do not talk to her anymore. I don't not, I do not give a fuck, but she didn't really let me. Tour. Yeah. She didn't really let me tour. Cause so I was going to say it's like King nine. Like, you know, you guys don't do anything for like, yeah, yeah. like that type of time period. Yeah. It's like, we didn't tour. I never had the opportunity to tour. So in my mid twenties, I was like, okay, I just want to tour and go everywhere. I just want to see everything. This is awesome. Sure. I, I didn't give a fuck what I was doing as long as I was touring. Just, have, so, just out there, you know, because you when you were confined, so to speak, and you could not be out there. Now you're just busting yeah. out and being like, yeah. I'm going to do everything. All right. Yeah, yeah let's yeah, go to it. California. Let's go here. Let's go to Florida. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we're doing all that, you know, Tournament Detriment, going out with Jukai. Then I remember I did a West Coast tour. I filled in for Jukai. It was like February 2017. It was um, Jukai, Year of the Knife, Jesus Peace, Vamakara. I hear this tour referenced kind of regularly. Like yeah. people, like like uh, people out in California will be like, "Oh, this was like this is like a big deal, dude." Like like a lot of friendships were formed or something. There was there was a kind of a, like a, like a crossroads at this, right? Yeah, dude. The tour was popping. I mean, mm -hmm. Jukai was really hot at that time for a very regional long a regional Long Island band that didn't really do. You know, they never went to the West Coast. I think they played one California show before that. Right. So Jukai sets were popping. Jesus Peace blew up as soon as they, like, came out. So I they mean, yeah, like, they, they they came out the gate just like people loved them. Yeah, yeah. Year of the Knife was still not really that big. They were still, like, catching steam. That might have been their first tour. They had, to, they had to grind. Uh, oh, for, yeah. Because their initial sound is, was, like, you know, as you remember, completely different. Yep. Different singer. That was with know. the that was with the first singer that tour. Okay. Got yeah, it. Got it was it, still that it. era. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that tour, there was a few shows with Hands of God, and I mm -hmm. played guitar for Hands of God on that also. So, and had you like known those guys before? I, I've known I met Jay Nut in Oh, that's right. He was in Hands of God at the time. That's right. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I met Jay Nut in 2015 or 16. Yeah. I don't, I don't really remember where I met him. Was it B&B? Like, I don't know. I actually, actually, I forgot about this, but so I ended up filling in for King nine, like here and there. Oh, so like, that makes sense though. Oh so yeah. So back in 2016, I, I, they, they needed somebody to play the last foundation show. Right. So I played that and it was okay. fucking crazy. And then they needed somebody to play seven. Um, yeah. They needed somebody to play sound of fury in 2016. And I never mm -hmm. went to California. So I was like, yes, I will do that. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. So I went out there and I was chilling with people that I met out there. I stayed out there for like a week. I think I met Jay Nutt then. So okay. 
you know, so a year later we're doing the Jukai tour. Okay. And then 2016 summer where my friend's band separated, which is like pretty much all of sanctioned with my friend, Nick on drums. They do a tour with Vane, and I go on that. And then we're all just road dogging with Vane for like the next, you know, two years or so. So I'm going everywhere with Vane and everywhere with Detriment simultaneously for the next two years. So I don't know, so, dude, dude, there was so many fucking things happening at this time frame. It's hard for me to like put everything in place. Well, so this is an interesting thing about you in general. Right. So when I, you know, encountered you initially, I was like, oh yeah, guy in King nine. That right. was kind of like, like your claim to fame as me, just some guy who just like knows right. you. Right. I feel like you don't see this happen. You'll see somebody do like be known for a thing. And it's like, as time goes, say they're, say they're known for three or four things. As time goes on, it's, it seems like they like, you know, become a little more concentrated in whatever it is they're doing by comparison. I feel like with you, like it went the opposite direction where I was like, I knew you from doing King nine. And then as like time would go on, I was like, Oh yeah. He's like, he's filling in for this man. Oh yeah. He's like in this band. He's in this band at the time. Oh, and then like, you know, eventually like the <laughs> record label stuff. It's like, you just keep adding, like, I feel like you became part of like, the, like you're part of like, you've always been a, for a long time, been a part of the cultural milieu of hardcore. But like, I feel like now it's like, because of this time period you're talking about of like meeting all these people and just doing all this stuff. It's like you got if like you get your hands in a bunch of different coffers in like a cool way, right? Um, you know, and I think all because of what you talked about, where you were like, I for a time period felt like I couldn't do stuff, and right. now I'm just gonna do stuff. Yep. I so. mean, meeting like Vane and everything and touring with them a lot was definitely like a big thing because we would go wherever they played and just mosh and just chill and just you know and then. Uh, Sanction did a weekend with them, you know, 2016. And then 2017 summer, we did Vane Sanction Buried Dreams Tour. Uh, summer of Fear. Summer of Fear. Yeah, like the first the first Summer of Fear. And that tour for all three bands, like, popped off. Big deal. I mean, that, again, it's, it's it's a talked about tour. Yeah, that was, where, that was like the classic tour where it's like, we started the tour at 50 shirts, and then we're sold out after one day. It was like one of those. It was one of those like, oh, we need a merch re-up like that because we didn't think it was going to go like that. You know what I mean? Like that crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, yeah, that tour was fucking insane. And then, you know, I'm going with Vane to like Sound and Fury, like that tour and this tour. So are then, you just rolling with them or are you playing with them? Uh, no, I was, I was, you know, merch guy, TM yeah, type gotcha. shit. You know, mm. nothing crazy, just you know, getting tips and shit. So, um. So then after that summer of fear tour sanction starts to like, you know, people start to take notice, even though we've been playing local shows for like, you know, over two years by that point. Mm -hmm. But that, you know, it just started to take off and we didn't really think it would. So it was kind of just like, all right, let's people like it. Let's just play more. And then my friend hits me up and says, uh, I think I can get you on this dying fetus tour. And I'm like, um, yeah, that sounds awesome. So <laughs> we're in the middle of yeah, touring. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So at this time I started playing bass for separated, which is pretty much sanctioned, just switched around. Okay. So separated's on tour with Vane. And then we get, you know, this dying fetus offer for our other band. So it's like, 
oh, this is crazy. I think we have to do this. So then at the same time, um, Pure Noise Records wants to sign us. So we're just like, all right, this is all happening like really fast. Shit. So then like this, this was January, the end of January, 2018. And this tour was March, 2018. So. Oh, fuck. So, so the tour and the label shit is all within two months and we have to get a van and all this shit. I'm just like, well, this is like, we're like a band. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, so <laughs> well, we're doing like, the real deal. Yeah, yeah. So we're doing like band shit now. Okay. Well, we'll do band shit. So it's like, so so we're like yeah we're down but let's like let's do it so then we do the tour we do the dying fetus tour and it's like it's cool i mean we're opening to like a bunch of you know straight up metal bands oh and yeah we're like a metal who, who else was on that tour it was it was like it was us this band enterprise earth rivers of nile thy art is murder and dying fetus Okay, I know Rivers of we, Nile. We sounded like fucking Madball compared to these bands. Ah, uh, yeah, but, I mean. yeah. <laughs> like we we were like us and Dying Fetus were like the only hardcore kids on the bill. Right. You know right. what I mean? So yeah. like it was kind of cool because it's like we came out and it's like we had like no other effects and shit, and then all these bands were running computers and all this. Oh yeah, you're fucking and like, then, 808 drops and, then, and shit. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean. I eventually run start running 808 drops later, but that's a different story. So, <laughs> but then Dying Fetus comes out and they just have three dudes, no backing tracks, nothing, just play. Yeah, I've seen them. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, they're they're fucking awesome. Yeah. So we do that. People start to take notice. Pure Noise re-releases our EP. We're doing a bunch of shit. Doing this tour, doing that tour, tour with like a mirror and stick to your guns. Um, doing a bunch of shit for 2018. We went to Europe with Harm's Way. Uh, shit, shit is really popping off. Yeah, we did that. We did a we did a a, a full Canada run, mm-hmm. like east to western Canada, like shit. Winnipeg, all like Edmonton, all yeah, the shit. the places American bands don't. Yeah, 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 yeah. We did we did that whole thing with Vane and Fuming Mouth. Oh, in, killer lineup! Goddamn, let's go. Yeah, in September of 2018. Right. So right. then. Then we yeah we did a mirror stick your gun store and then 2019 winter hits and this is like we're already like writing for like our next record and shit and then right around this time is when me and jay started out for justice it was i remember we i went to jersey to see mind force and jay was like i knew jay i would hang out with jay I didn't know everything that he was into. And he's like, yo, he's like, yo, I want to start a band. that sounds like terror zone and Scarhead." I was like, yo, let's go. Okay. Yeah, I'm like, this is just like, obviously like, this is what I'm into. It's like my yeah. main shit. Like you, you flash back like 10 plus years. I mean, like, Jay was probably there for it. Yeah. 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 For sure. But Jay's in the fucking insert of Scarhead Kings of crime. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. He's in <laughs> a pile. If you look in the insert, He's on somebody's back, I think, like pointing at Isaac. Hell yeah. So, <laughs> Yo, so shout like, out to the man, Jay. Yeah. So he wanted to start a band that's like some shit like that. And the main focus is just like, let's just do, let's just write everything on the spot. Like, fuck putting thought into this. Like, if somebody likes it, then it's funny because we didn't even put thought into it. That was pretty much the, we didn't want to try with it. We just wanted to have fun. It was like a super right. passion project. I remember so talking we, to Jay about it. He was like, yeah, let me just make some shit up in the studio. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty much That's what sick. it came down to. So, Jay so played we, drums? Yeah, Jay played drums. 
and did vocals. I did guitar and vocals, and Kyle Nyland did vocals. Oh, so, yeah, Kyle, I'm getting in the mix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we just did. <laughs> just throw Kyle in there. Oh, we need, we, we need art. Uh, put Kyle in the band. Right. Yeah, Kyle's in the band. Yeah, do the art. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So we're just Shout fucking out Kyle, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just fucking around with that, doing shit. Sanction's still playing a bunch of shit. Um, touring way more 2019, put out a record, did a tour with like terror and fucking shit like that. Um, I, I don't even know, man. I, I did more bands too. I can't even fucking remember. Well, I remember out for justice. And I remember sanction like popping off really hard around the record coming out and everything. Right. Uh, I'm trying to remember other bands that you were, I mean, I know it's stuff that you've yet you've been in since like all due respect, which we'll get to. Right. And yeah. Um, but I'm trying to think of other, I mean, if you can't remember, I don't know if I'm going to be able to remember. Dude, I'm sure. So, so we did that. We did that shit. Just fucking around, hanging out with people along Island, just fucking going to shows, being an idiot, um, touring a lot, dude, we were straight up tour for like a two year period. We were on tour, like, <sighs> almost every month we, we were Which is crazy because it's like you yeah. it's you did you really inversed yeah. your early 20s yeah no straight it's up so it's, wild yeah it, it's kind of weird if you really think about it um but yeah we were just touring a lot and then um then the pandemic hit pretty much it's pretty much where we're at and so what did so what did you as somebody that's like their their life is revolved around going to gigs and you know, like playing and, and like it, it, your life is ramped up in regards to touring and everything. Yeah. What did you do during the time period where like things were locked down? Well, so I get, yeah, I did forget about this. So I guess right before the pandemic, um, I, I started doing a zine cause everybody told me to do a zine. They're like, do a zine, do a zine. You, you like to talk about hardcore. I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll do one. So, I did one because I made an Instagram just nerding out about like my record collection and mm -hmm. I called it, I called it days of the futures past, which is it's an, oh. it's an, it's an, everybody gets hurt reference to me. I know people think it's X-Men, but I really don't care. I just like EGH. Yeah. So um, I just made an Instagram to nerd out about my record collection. Cause I eventually uploaded everything to Discogs and I was like, okay, here's what I have. Cause I used to go on tour and just buy records and then not really know what I have because I didn't take inventory and I'd buy you just doubles. picking shit up as you found I, it. Yeah, I just buy doubles and then having everything laid out. I'm like, oh, this is so easy on my brain. And I'll just look at shit and I just take pictures. I'm like, oh, this is cool. I'm going to put this on the internet. I don't even care. Like, I'll put this on the internet. We're so all looking for stuff to do. Yeah, know? yeah. Like, so, so, I, so I started doing a zine and I was like, oh, I'll just call it days because it's just the beginning of that name. It's fine. It's the beginning. Of, it's the first. It's the first word in that in that uh, phrase. So, and then Queensway, who were my boys, they were putting out a new EP, uh, fall 2019, and they had nobody to put it out. They were just gonna put it on Spotify. So I was just like, I'll put it out on CD because this is too good to not have a physical release. Right. So I did like a small run of CDs, and it sold out immediately. So then, like, oh, I was like, that's crazy, like. That's cool. Like I just did some CDs. Like they're cheap. You know, it's fun. Yeah, sure. So that, yeah. So then the FYA, 2019, 2020, I did like an Alfred Justice like discography CD with like fucking 20 songs on it, and it had like it had like it had like voice message tracks of people talking shit about Alfred Justice. Like 
space in between. I made 50 CDs and they sold out. I was like, oh, this is dope. Like, uh, so then section went on tour, pandemic hit, boom, everything shuts down. So we're at March, 2020. And, um, I'm just like chilling, just like making demos, just like doing dumb shit on my computer, downloading music, going back into like deep dives of like finding shit. Yeah, like it's a good time period to do yeah. it. Yeah, blog spots back into that shit, like mm-hmm. random, random bands doing the shit I used to do in my you know late teens, early twenties. So doing all that shit, and then I was like, my friend uh, Chris that that you know got me set up with like releasing CDs. He was like, "Yo, you should do this on vinyl. Like, I'll help you out with like the you know, the process of it." Cause he used to do shit like that. He used to do reconsider records on Long Island. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so he got me set up with that. So I did Queensway vinyl and then Mike Smith hit me up. He's like, yo, I got this new band. It's called painted truth. Like, yo, check this shit out. And as soon as I heard it, I was like, yo, this is going to pop. This is awesome. This is everything I like in hardcore. It sounds like fucking death threat. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like sonically, Pain of Truth is is right on line with like all yeah. like the the New York stuff you like from like you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, this is great. I was like, yeah, I'll put this out, and then shit just like started coming to me, and I started. I tried to get like experimental with it and trying this shit out, and just people started sending me shit, and I'm just getting shit. I'm like, I'm kind of like you know. So I did my first vinyl release. It was like April 2020, right? And then by August 2020, I dropped the POI demo seven inch Pills of Ivory. So, dude, I put that up and it was like 500 copies gone in like two days or something. Yeah, immediately. I was like, oh, I'm kind of doing like record label shit. I was like, yeah, I mean, the shit you're touching is turning to gold. Yeah. So so I was like, this is like kind of crazy. I was like, I I didn't think I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to do a record label. I just kind of like fell into it, if mm-hmm. that makes any sense, which yeah. is like, if dude, if you would have asked me in my mid twenties or my teens, are you going to do a record label in your old? I would have said, no, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. No, it sounds annoying. But, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds annoying. So then I just like, it just like happened. And then like, you know, I get, you know, all these offers keep piling up and like all this shit, like working with friends mostly. So it's just like, I just want to do shit with my friends. Like other people hit me up and it's cool, but it's like, Right now, if I don't really know you, it's like kind of weird. I've done a few things with people I'm not, I don't really know, but it's also like, I don't know, man. I'm just like, I learn every single fucking day with this shit. I don't know fucking everything. So it's like, there's a lot to learn, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So it's like, I'm figuring shit out all the time. So I don't know. (laughs) It's fun. Yeah. I I I mean, it's growing too. It's like, you know, so, so that's sick. Like, just, uh, because like, I remember I see it, I was like, damn, I was like, everything he's putting out seems to be doing really well. Oh, yeah. Um, Sick. So, but eventually, you know, throughout this time period of like, it's so you use your time wisely, you know, making demos and stuff and, and then and then starting up this label by accident. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, eventually summer 2021 this year. Right. Live events do come back. Yep. And, you know, kind of like what since since summer have you been doing in regards to you know kind of like getting kind of like back in the mix of things um so i mean we dropped the all due respect demo in june yeah how'd that come together so so last december i moved to connecticut 
Mm-hmm. You, me and my girlfriend Kristen, I'm pretty sure you know Kristen. Shout out Kristen, <laughs> big fan. So, big fan so of both of y'all. We she obviously is from Jacksonville, and I'm from Long Island. We we're trying to find a place to move that, like, I didn't want to move down there. I mean, like, no offense to Jacksonville, it's nice, but it's like I don't want to live in the South. She likes the Northeast, so we were just trying to find a spot, and like, Connecticut was cheap. I got a cheap spot, so it's just like let's just go there. Like, it's cool. Chill. So then I moved up here, and I kept hitting up Will and Keith. I was like, yo. I'm moving to Connecticut. Let's do a band. We all love push button warfare and like, and like Marauder and shit like that. Let's just rip that off. So then like, dude, I move up in December, January. I go up there, rewrite the whole demo in one day in one night. And then we record it like a month later and then it's out, you know, a few months later. But, um, that was just us nerding out, just fucking doing what we love. I'm making Keith and will play like in a harder band. So it's like pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> you know, by comparison to like their their regular uh, yeah, I mean, discography. Yeah, I mean, like they love the harder shit too. Yeah, they, they do. don't really play it. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like it's just they. I mean, making Will play all the double bass is like kind of funny because it's so different than like restraining order and stuff. Like sure. That. Or yeah, I mean, well, he doesn't play bass in Maniac, but or, or play drums in Maniac. But I guess like, yeah. I but know, well, he. I mean, he writes records, or whatever. He writes yeah. and records everything in Maniac himself. That's true. So. But. uh yeah, so we're just doing that. And my main focus with that band was just to play a bunch of local shows. I just wanted cool. to play everywhere. I wanted to do like, I wanted to be like the opener on shows. Yeah. And just, I wanted to overplay, but it's, getting, yeah. it's getting kind of hard right now because our singer, you know, Juzba, he was in like Ends Meet. He's the singer of all due respect. I don't, I don't know. He's a, he's a Western Mass dude. He lives in the okay. Hudson Valley now. But yeah, he's got like he's got like he's he does like HVAC and shit, so it's hard for us to play a lot of shows and shit right now. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, I I work in a world, I work in roofing, right? So I know like how like locked up like HVAC. Can oh yeah, 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 shit yeah, for sure. Yeah, so um, it's hard for us to like play a lot of shows and shit. But I'm always like sending them riffs and shit because obviously. Restraining Order is their main band. Sanctions my main band. This is just like a side, like yeah, project. of course. Whenever we get to it, we get to it. But uh, so yeah, that, you know, that came. You know, you did that. The demo came out in June. You guys played a show in July. Yeah, our first show was in Philly. In July. Philly. Yes. You're the knife. You're the knife record release show. Yes. 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 Uh, Underground Arts. Yep, I, yep. I remember. Fucking okay. Crazy. Yeah, I, I don't doubt it. Um, and so, so what has Sanction been doing in this time period? What has Alfred Justice been doing? Uh, I mean, Alfred Justice recorded a record last year. We put it out like a month and a half ago mm-hmm. and people like it. It's, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> I love you. how some of the shit in your life is just accidental success. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, I don't know, like Alfred Justice might only play Japan from now on. Cause like Japan like really likes it. <laughs> So <laughs> I hope and, you will leave. Dude, and, and I, I dude, sanction went to Japan, like right before the pandemic hit. Right. So like, that, dude, that's my favorite place. So I want to go so bad. I, I, I'm planning a trip like straight up every year for the rest of my life. At least. Fuck yes. So, I mean, they really like it over there. So we're going to get over there ASAP working, working on some shit right now with that. But all um, right. Killer. I'm doing, uh, an Alfred justice record release show in the UK. 
that's coming up in February. Oh, I think I saw it. Did you already put a flyer for that? Well, before? yeah. I mean, like, Sanction's going to be over there. And, like, yeah. after our tour, I'm doing an Alfred Justice show with whoever the fuck in the UK wants to play in the band. Oh, hell yeah. So, so I'm going to go. Uh, I got, like, some people from Mourning and Despise to play in the band. Okay. Killer. Making that the record release show because I really don't give a fuck and it'll be funny. That so, will be funny. So. So, <laughs> um, we're out here doing. We're out here doing this for special move. Yeah, yeah, straight up. That's the shit right there. So, uh, uh, Sanction has been like writing slowly. We played a couple shows. We just got back. We just played for the children in L.A. and it was awesome. Um, Fucking a few months ago, I actually rejoined King Nine to help. We're gonna we're writing some new shit. Oh, so you're back in? Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah! I think like September. So we're because that band is like gian lives in la yep you know the band you know mo- the rest of the band lives in new york but everybody's got like full-time jobs hard for yeah. everybody to get together so like to play shows is even hard to get like right. two guitarists so it's like me and john can play shows over here on guitar then like you know it's just like a it's just like easier and like i want to make music yeah and they're like yo do you want to like come back and like we'll like do some shit I'm like yeah let's go Kill like it. so i think we're gonna write an ep like fuck yeah oh, i ran into rudder recently and he said he said that y'all might be doing something like that yeah so hopefully that gets recorded you know 2022 but we we have a few things like demoed out and i want it to be fucked up with no bullshit so cool i'm I'm excited for that cool i mean a lot of a lot of awesome things on the horizon days running well i'm sure sanctions gonna go right back to fucking dude i don't even machine. know I don't, I don't know if we're gonna do that we're probably we're probably gonna lean it back a little bit really yeah probably just because uh i don't know it's fucking exhausting uh, i mean you did you i remember i saw you on everything for two years so yeah, i mean i, that, I, I that's do enough that. that's enough <laughs> yeah we did everything already yeah um yeah. alfred justice is gonna play japan and the uk yeah. and only Fuck outside yeah. of america that's it and all due respect will happen when it happens when it happens a couple times a year probably now okay. but that's fine um, oh I, I have another new band coming out with jay actually what's what's this one it, it's like a it's kind of like a thugged out death metal band it's kind oh. of like a oh looking like an end of one type situation it, it's straight or? up just rips end of one yeah okay i it totally just, I totally it's, know the deal. It's yeah. named after an end of one demo. It's just uh-huh. that. It's just ripped off of that. Okay. No, we I, recorded I it. Exactly what you're going we for. We recorded it in July, but we're just uh, like finally getting around to like putting all the pieces together. And I'll have like maybe like a two song promo of it out soon. So I, I can't I'm, wait. It's, it's I'm excited insane. for that. It's uh, pretty fucked up. And I can't wait for people to hear it. <laughs> when do you think? When do you think that'll be out? I, I'm planning on having a promo ready for FYA, and I'm gonna okay. like give it to people. Sure. So like a, like a month from right, or less yeah. than a month from right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, is there? I mean, you already went through a laundry list of shit you got going on. Is there anything before we sign off that you you gotta you gotta tell the people about, or um, that, we, that we left out? Dude, there's definitely like some other bands that I played in, but like. <laughs> Nothing that I really, I mean, I mean, I, oh, I, I, I played for Marauder. That was awesome. I forgot. Oh, I did that. fuck. Oh, how full circle <laughs> I mean, is that? I mean, that's my favorite band of all time. Yeah. So I played for them for like two years, did a European When did you tour. do that? That was 2016 to 2018. 
How did that come about? I I was actually on a detriment tour summer 2016 and Marauder was on the tour. Mm-hmm. Remember the show at Strange Manor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I was at that show. The end that was like the first day of the tour, the end of that tour. Mm-hmm. Uh at the end of the show, one of the dudes in Marauder was like, Yo, we need a guitarist for a European tour. Do you want to do it? I'm like, Yes. I mean, yeah. Just, yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. There was not a thought in my mind. Like that's like, you know, the top for me. Fuck yeah. So then I did that and you know, that's obviously awesome. Like just okay. you yeah, know. They, yeah, that that's gotta be in here. So I'm, I'm yeah. glad you remember that. I mean, that was fucking amazing. You know, you know, uh, the weirdest thing ever, which I realized later was my first time in Europe was with King Nine in 2014, right? Mm-hmm. And on that tour, we were opening with Time Ends. Oh shit! And then two years later, I go with Marauder, and we're opening with Time Ends. But it's actually the, the yeah. The, it was just it out. was just really weird, like shit like that tying together. But oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I filled in, played for other bands, but it's nothing really. It doesn't need to be, be talked about. You're in every band. It's fine. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Well, fuck yeah, man! I'm, I'm I'm glad you're able to come on. Uh, you're you're doing a lot for the culture right now. It's cool, uh, and uh, and you're and you're real genuine and fun about it, and Hell it's yeah. sick. Um, everybody listening, thanks again for tuning in. Uh, tell your friends about this podcast if they don't already know. Share this with anybody that loves hardcore punk and metal. If you want to support this podcast, subscribe to our Patreon feed at www.patreon.com slash forum of passion. And uh, it'll help us keep moving on. Until next time. Thanks.